Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Big Fell Strength Podcast. Um, so I I miss this episode. Uh, really, just gonna be talking about my own progress, not only with um, some of the things that's been, that have been going on in in the past four months, but also. Um, it's going to cover my time, um, and what I've been doing as a independent power lifter. And it's also going to cover some of my, um, some of my coaching as an independent power or as an independent powerlifter and then helping out friends that are also independent but kind of helping to give them guidance so um and the first thing we're gonna I'm gonna address is I understand I haven't been posting a lot of new episodes and really it's just uh I apologize for um so little content in the past couple months um i've I've really been focusing on other things, plus I got things going on in my own personal life um nothing negative, nothing crazy, but um stuff that I need to focus on as a person you know things things come before me posting episodes uh certain things are of higher priority so and i'm sure most of you can relate to that so but i do want to apologize um it's been it's been um a wild ride (laughs) so the last thing i I mentioned to you guys about my own um, progress in my own, uh, I guess you could say, trajectory, my goals, what I was doing, was the powerlifting competition, which was conducted yesterday. Um, And I'm going to start off by saying this. I, by no means was working towards I was not working as hard as I could have worked when it comes to training my training was absolutely terrible like just the inconsistency um the the level of intensity that existed um it was so low that I wouldn't even I wouldn't even classify it as intense. I would I shouldn't even give it the label of um intensity, but that that's the only word that comes to mind. Um it's like by far could have been better on prepping for this meet. Um so there that is. I'm going to throw that out in the open right now. But as you can see, the the episode is called Progress and Moving Forward. 
And the reason I'm naming it that is because that's what it really is. This meet that was conducted yesterday is really just a progress check for me. And it's it it's a diagnostic of what I need to be doing moving forward. Um, so without any further ado, I'm going to dive right into this episode. Um, so... I went into this meet with a very small goal initially. And the initial um the initial goal, right? The initial goal was just just to make it through the meet, really. And I think I addressed this in a few other episodes, but Excuse me, I'm sorry. My allergies are acting up, um, so bear with me through this episode. might sneeze a few times. But I, I know for sure that in the first season, I talked about this, and I talked about what my goals were. And my goals, my goals then did not reflect my goals up to a week out from the meet and my goals up to a week out from the meet did not reflect the same goals I had going into the meet like the day of you know the beginning of the day when I woke up um and then even those goals did not really reflect the goals I had while I was in the meet um so they were they were kind of bouncing around but um i I'm, I'm going to say this my goals up to i think it was about 4 months out is when i started talking about this in my episodes my goals were just to com- one uh, compete in the in the competition and just to get some experience under my belt in a more organized competition. Um, And I really didn't set any number goals. So, you know, I I I set the bar very low there. And the reason why is because between, you know, as I've mentioned before, I'm in the Army, so... My training has been very haywire and very ever so changing throughout the past three years that I've been in the Army. So it, I didn't really know what to expect. My numbers were always fluctuating, you know. So four months out is when I heard about the meet. So I decided I was going to do it. And really, all I was trying to do was go get some experience and try to just do the best I could. So, um, that was that was the initial goal. Now a week a week out, about a week ago, I started um, 
talking or not really well i i was talking with one of my buddies and he started asking me you know what are you shooting for total wise and i said you know what i said all full disclosure i said if i can hit 1300 on a total 1300 pounds on my total i will be absolutely okay with that i will be content with that i will be happy i don't care if i come in last the whole meet out of the whole meet, I said, if I hit 1,300, I'm walking away from that meet with a smile on my face. So that's really, uh, that's really when I set the, my official goal. Um, and then the day of the meet, I wake up. Well, actually, before I tell, before I talk about this. Um, the week of two days or three days before the meet, I wanted to go to the gym and just gauge where I was at. I knew it cause last time I knew I was at a 340 pound bench press with my training and it was a pause rep because I do pause rep to prepare for, um, the judging standard that exists with USAPL, which is, um, we had a lot of USAPL judges and certified members of USAPL um, when it comes to like meat workers. Um, they were there at the, the meet. So it was, they were, they were going based off of USAPL rules. Um, so uh, I, I did a 340 pound pause rep bench. So I knew I could, I knew I could do it. And so I went in three days prior just to gauge where I was at with all my lifts. I never, I didn't hit a max in the gym, but I came within anywhere from, I tried to come within 10 pounds of what I was trying to hit at the meet. So I go into the gym and I did 300, got it easy on the bench. So I was like, okay, let's let's do three thirty. After three thirty, I'm I'm done. So I did three thirty, and I couldn't get it off my chest. So I come down. I told my buddy, I was like, all right, I want to go down to three fifteen and see how. Cause if I do three fifteen and it feels hard, then you know I might have a problem. So I came down to three fifteen. And. I, uh, I, I got it pretty slowly and it was pretty sloppy. So that kind of put me down in the dumps because my bench press has always been one of my stronger lifts. At least, you know, you know, 300 pounds isn't too much to be bench pressing. There are people out there that are lighter body weight than me that can bench press more than me. But to my standard my bench press is one of my better lifts. So when I couldn't get, when I got that 315 very terribly, you know, three days out from the meet, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my buddy and we're talking. I said, man, I'm in trouble. I said, because I was trying to go into this meet and hit at least a 340 pound bench press. And I said, you know, if I can't do that, then, you know, this is going to affect my goal. 
So, for two days, I stressed about it. Two days. And then the day before the meet, I went back to the gym because my buddy had to make a weight cut. So, he went to the gym to do some cardio and sit in the sauna. So, I tried 315 again. And I was very hesitant. I was in my own head. And I was just like, man, I was like, I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna. So, I get under the bar. I get my lift off. I get my hand off. And I do 315 at a very decent pause. And it comes up like a hot butter going through knife. Or a hot, my bad, a hot knife going through butter. Um, so I was like, okay. I was like, this is great. I said, so we're back on track. I feel good. All right, let's do this. So... Um, for squat, I was, I was honestly just trying to hit 500 or anything close to, and there's a little bit more that goes in, into that story. That's its own story itself, how squat went and, um, deadlift. I was just trying to get anywhere between, if I could have came away with a 450 deadlift, I would have been happy. Like, because I, I haven't been deadlifting. Like I said before, my training is off. Like, my training in the past few months have has been terrible. So I think I've hit, in the last month, I've hit one day where I deadlifted. And it felt good, but in the gym we can't use chalk. And that's a big difference maker. So, um, so I lost my train of thought a little bit. But I think I was talking about... Um, individually which lift I was going for you know my goals for what number I wanted to go for so the deadlift like I only deadlifted once this entire last month of November so and I really didn't I wasn't able to get a good gauge of like you know how I was feeling plus it was early in the month so it was I kind of showed up with a very low expectation on my deadlift. So, um, you know, I did. I didn't train as hard as I could have, which was really. I I look back at that, and I'm not necessarily upset about it. I'm not enraged. I'm just, it's one of those things that's like, next time, don't let that be the reason you don't do good or be the reason that you don't hit your goal. So, my bench, it was feeling good. I, I was, I made the made the notion that I was going to go for 340 on my bench press. So, the meet equipment checks started at 7.30. And for the past four months, everybody was, everybody was under the impression that you could use knee wraps. Um... It was a raw powerlifting competition. I don't use sleeves. I don't. I'd never used sleeves before on a on a squat, 
So for knee supportive equipment, I already went and bought um, USAPL's um, approved knee wraps. I had my wrist wraps. I had my belt. I had my singlet. I was ready to go, you know, and I, I was up at 4.30 in the morning because I like to, it, I'm a very heavy sleeper, so I like to go, like, I told myself I'm going to go to bed early, I'm going to wake up at 4.30, you know, eat my breakfast, take my shower, get dressed, and then I'm going to go wake my buddy up because he's also a very heavy sleeper. And he was competing, so, you know, I, I, and I had the snack bag ready. I always bring a snack bag. We were there until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and it started, first lift was at 9 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I was, well, it wasn't 9 o'clock, it was 10 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, I had the snack bag, I had my equipment bag, I was ready to go. Went to my boy's room, woke him up, made sure he had everything, he got dressed, um, and then we headed out the door. We had to walk, it was snowing all or all the night before, it was snowing the whole time, so we're walking in the snow, it wasn't that far a walk, it was held here on post, so it was about a 10 minute walk, you know, we get to the gym, and everything's set up, and we hit the registration table, they check our names, they give us our sheet, and everybody that was there helping run it was part of MWR, Bavaria, and or they were part of... Um, They were part of uh, the gym staff on this post. So we go to the equipment check table and I pull out my singlet. I pull out my shirt. I pull out my belt. I pull out my wrist wraps, my knee wraps, and my shoes. And they tell me, oh, uh, the knee wraps, you can't use those. Now for the, this this is where all all the shenanigans start happen. This is this is kind of one of those things, and I'm gonna talk about this too. You can prepare for these things, but you've got to throw out any kind of any kind of a hundred percent certainty when it comes to these kind of things. I know it's ridiculous, and I know it shouldn't be that way, but never assume that everything you know is 100% confirmed and is approved because with especially with these competitions, you know, last minute changes. This wasn't sanctioned through USAPL, yet they were using USAPL guidelines and I think like I think the staff that was there helping run the event um not including the spotters but when it comes to all the um, the lift trackers, the guys that are at the working the table for um, number submissions, and uh, the judges, I think 
I think they're all certified USAPL. Plus, they're using the USAPL standards, the rules. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm talking to the guy at Equipment Check because I know him. I used to work for him at the gym. I said, well, they told me four months ago that as long as they weren't two meters, they did not surpass two meters in length and eight centimeters in width that they're approved for use. And they said no. So I went and talked to the guy who told me, and he's like, yep, this is one of the last-minute changes. It wasn't my idea. Don't be mad at me. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm I'm clearly upset, and I, I, I told him, I said, listen, this is exactly why IPF split off from USAPL. I said, because you guys are so... You guys are getting too worked up on raw powerlifting. Listen, if these guys are not in any kind of single ply or double ply suit, as long as their equipment is within the rule book regulations, it's still raw powerlifting. And I talked to some of the competitors. Some of the competitors are like, oh, knee wraps help a lot. He sleeps. Knee sleeves aren't as nearly as helpful as... Let me tell you something. Knee, and I, I... Well, let me continue the story. And then I'll, I'll tell you about the whole knee wrap. You know, makes makes an incredible difference. So... So anyway... Sorry. I lost track. I'm sitting there scrambling to find somebody that's in the, because uh, they split it into three tiers. They had the first tier, the first flight was all female, second flight was the lighter weight classes, and the third flight was the heavier weight classes. I'm in the third flight, I'm in the last flight, I'm the last one to do the lift. So, I'm... I'm sitting there, my buddy's in the second flight, and, you know, we obviously start with squat. He comes back with his knee sleeves, and I said, yo, man, can I use your knee sleeves? And he's like, yeah. So, luckily, I was I was able to find somebody that had knee sleeves that I could use, because I... I don't like squatting without any kind of knee support. I have one bad right knee. It's already I've already had two sur- two surgeries on my right knee, and you know, plus being in the army, like my knees aren't as resilient as they could be. So I was really blessed to be able to use my friend's knee sleeves. Um. So anyway, and I was talking to other guys, right? And this this goes into the knee wrap versus knee sleeve. Is it raw? Is it not raw? Listen, knee wraps are supportive equipment, right? It helps support the knee. And it might make the lift feel easier. But just because it feels easier does not mean in correlation that you're going to be able to do more than you're able to. 
Okay, that's the common misconception. On a good day, I might be able to squat 500 in my knee wraps. Or more than 500 in my knee wraps, like 530. On a bad day, I'm lucky to get out of 480 for a single rep on my squats. And I train box squat without my knee wraps. So it wasn't a question of, am I still going to be able to lift the same amount? It was more so a question of, hey, I, I, was, I was more upset about, I was told something and it was wrong. And they changed it the last minute. And it was upsetting because it's just like, it's one of those things that's like, this is one more thing for me to worry about. And we're already here. It's too late. There's no coming there's no going out. There's no backing out of this. Like, so I I had I had my thing with the judges. I said, you guys are so unorganized. I said, this is basically a USAPL event, but it's not sanctioned. I said, let's all be honest here. Is it not? And everybody sat there and they said, essentially, yes. I said, okay. I said, why is it this disorganized? Because they had nothing ready when we got there. We didn't, we did, we weren't even able, we didn't even know the order of which we were, I didn't know the order, order, and a few of my friends, and one of my buddies, he's competed USAPL four times already, and he said at a normal event, when you weigh in, you do your equipment check, you find out which flight you're in, and the order of which the lifters are going. This meet, no. It was, hey, this is the last lift for the second flight, and then we're gonna start the third flight. Please make sure to listen for your name when you're on the when you're in the deck or on the hole. Please come up to the platform and wait. And they had our little waiting area, so I was pretty upset with that. But it is what it is. Um, I need to invest in knee sleeves. Um, if I'm ever going to compete USAPL again, and I'm going to have, like, I was just, I was thrown for a loop. So, we're going for squat, and my first attempt, you know, I was second-guessing my abilities, and I'm a wide squatter, and USAPL is hip crease below the knee, not below the muscle not below the quad muscle it's below the knee so the way I squat I squat too parallel I don't like squatting I think it's risky to squat super low but it was a competition so the last thing I needed was to bomb out on the first lift. So I went for a very easy weight for the first opener for me. And I started at 450. And I had the knee, knee sleeves on. And I went super low. And even all my friends are telling me, man, you're going super low. Like, like for your wide squat, like you are you are breaking parallel by a good four to six inches which is a lot so I told him I was like okay so 
I knew my depth was good. So my second attempt was, I think I did 470. And it was easy. So, and I didn't go quite as low, but I was still going super deep. And then on my last attempt, I wanted to go for 500. I absolutely wanted to go for 500. I was feeling 500. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go 490. 490, call it quits. Because I've never gone, I've never surpassed 470 without any kind of knee supportive equipment in my life. And I've never, this is the first time I've ever squatted in sleeves. So I was sitting there thinking, I was like, well, you know, I've already done 470. I don't know how much these sleeves are going to help me as I surpass 500. So uh, I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to do 490. I did 490 and honestly, if if I would have sacrificed a little bit of depth and if I would have sacrificed a little bit of depth, I could have done over 500 pounds. But like I told my buddies, I was like, listen, I'm just happy that I made it through the first lift. I was so stressed out during squat, like, the third flight was super small. I think there was only, like, seven guys, seven or eight guys in the third flight, and there was, like, anywhere from 12 to 18 people in the second flight, so, like, it was, it was a very fast, like, hey, uh, you're done lifting, you go submit your next lift. You go, you go talk to your boys a little bit for for about a good five minutes, and then you're back in the hole about getting ready to go. So, so I was, I was, I was, I'm, I'm not gonna say I was happy with four ninety, but I was content with four ninety. Um. So then we moved on to bench press, and I knew. This was really what I was looking forward to the most. I was excited about it. Um, I was very excited about it. And my, we're getting ready to go, you know. And so I'm on deck, you know. I got my hands chalked up. I got my ammonia salts. I got my belt on. It's I'm using my lever belt, so it's already... It's already tightened, and I'm getting ready to go. Like, I'm opening up with, I think I decided to open up with, like, 295, which I knew I was going to get, was just kind of like, hey, like, get this on there, and then, you know, worry about the rest later. So, I... I told myself going in to bench press, you know, anything between 320 and 340, I'm happy with. I'm walking away smiling. So, my first my first attempt, I I was so excited and then we had a delay because there was a discrepancy with the loaders and the judges and 
It was just a mess. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm sitting there. I see my weight on the bar, and then the judges are talking to the loaders, and I'm just waiting. I'm just built up with anticipation. So I finally, they tell me, bar's loaded. Okay, I'm fucking... I'm, I charge right up onto the platform, I get onto the bench, I get my arch, I set my feet, my feet flat on the ground, I tighten my shoulder blades, I engage the bar, and then I start counting down from three for my handoff, and so, you know, I get my handoff, and as soon as I get my handoff, I go down. I go down, I touch my chest, and in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I'm giving myself, because I naturally pause rep anyway, so I, I I hit my chest, I go one, two, then I press up, and then as soon as I get it up, I rack it myself, I brought my head up off the bench, and all, I, you know, I was excited, I was super pumped, I was like, yes, 295, and then I see no lift. And I was like, oh, I didn't wait for the commands. So, um, I went straight to the table and I submitted 319 for my second attempt. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I already know what I did wrong. I didn't wait for the commands, you know, whatever. So, one of the loaders comes up and says, head judge wants to talk to you. And I said, oh. I was like, okay, you know, and because you, when you're in that moment, when you're when you're competing, when you're when you're competing with heavy weight, you know, even if it it doesn't have to be heavy for everybody, but heavy for you is enough. You go into that place where it's like the outside world is silent. So, you know, you you it's kind of one of those things that you have to be super conscious pre-conscious about what has to happen so I'm sitting there and the the head judge he's been in the world of powerlifting both competing and judging for 40 years and he's been competing or he's been judging mostly in USAPL I think he was like level I think he was the top level of certification so I think he's level four I think it goes up to four I'm not quite sure but he, he comes up he he says hey yeah he's like uh before your next lift he's like this is what you did wrong he's like you didn't wait for the start command you didn't wait for the press command and he said and you brought your head up off the bench He's like, I know you're excited. I can see it in you. He's like, because I've been here. To... He's like, my first meet, I bombed out because I was excited like you. He's like, I don't want to see that happen to you. So he's like, just make sure you, you're patient. You know, I get it. I was like, okay. You know, so I'm getting ready to go. I'm go I jumped straight to 319. I was like, easy, in the bag. So... I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm super pumped up, and I was like, alright, you know, here we go again, calm down, 
do what you know you already can do and you know move on so I'm this time I wait for the commands I I get the bin, I get the bar off the bin, bar off the rack and I get the start command and then I hit my chest and I get the go command and then I'm holding it and he says okay rack and then I get no lifted again and I'm like god what now I I swear I did everything right he points to me and I'm looking at the head judge and he taps his head I said fuck I didn't keep my head down so I'm I'm like that was super easy let me go to 3:30 so I'm sitting there and I was like and that was just in the heat of the moment I get back to the bleachers where I sit with my boys and my buddy yelled at me, keep your fucking head on the bench. I'm going to slap the shit out of you. He's like, if you bomb out, we're going home. <laughs> like, I was like, all right, you know. So then I'm like, I'm one attempt. I said, the last thing I need is for me to do everything right and then not get the weight. I said, so I might have been a little overzealous. I said, so I went up to the, I went up to the judges table and the, what we were told is... Prior to your lift, you can change your weight. He's like, but you can't. What was explained to me is you can change your weight, but you can't. Um, you've got to make sure it's before your lift. And so I, I told him, I was like, hey, I submitted 330. Can I do 319 again? And I think it was like 145 kg. And they're like, are you on deck? I said, no, I'm in the hole. And they're like, okay. So they put 319, they log 319. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. So I get chalked up. I'm breathing slow. And I tighten up everything again. I get my hand off. I wait for the command. I touch my chest, and then I wait down in the hole, they give me the go, I start pressing, I get it up, I kept my head on the bench this time, and I get the rack command, and that was bench. So bench was a wild ride. So, moving on to deadlift. Um. Like I said, my deadlift, I was just trying to get 450. Anywhere at 450. So I opened up at 435 just to get a feel. And I obviously get 435 super easy. Super easy. So I was like, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, I'm feeling good. I know my old max. I said I've already hit 435. I've already totaled. Um so you know, now it's more so let's see what we can do to give myself, you know, that cherry on top. So I j- I went ahead and jumped from 435 to 490. So, you know, I get up there and I'm ready to go and 
I do four I get four ninety up and I slam it on the ground. Like I, I don't I don't drop it, you know, I have it in my hands and I just slam it on the ground very aggressively. And so I go to the table and one of the judges is like, listen, he's like, you need to calm down, have a little more control on your descend down when you get the lift. He's like, because in a normal lift, you might get kicked out for that. So I was like, or in a normal meet, you might get kicked out for that. I was like, okay, I apologize. I'm, it's just an in the moment thing. I'm aggressive. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, aggre- I'm an aggressive lifter. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I, um, I say, you know what, let's do it. I said, let's go to 429. And they said, are you sure? I said, absolutely. I said, I've already hit what I wanted to hit. I'm good to go. Um, so, you know, I'm getting ready to go. And 529 gets loaded up. And if I hit this, this will be... A PR for me for not you know because I haven't hit 500 on a deadlift without straps in a very long time so or not not without straps I've never hit anything over 500 without straps with the straps I got to 600 but the last time I deadlifted 500 was more than a year ago so I'm I'm a little nervous, so I, I get up there and as soon as I get you know, I start going and it's coming up, it's coming up very easily and I just hold it there and I get the command to go down. I hold it a little longer and then I slam it down again and I was like, Oh no and I looked over at the judges, I apologize and said, I know, please don't like at this point I was like I'm just trying not to get kicked out of this meat after I just did that. Like, so anyway, you know, all is said and done and I complete the meat. And so I, I did my calculations. My total was three thirteen hundred thirty eight. So I beat my goal by 38 pounds. I'm happy. I stick around for the award ceremony just because I wanted to see if my boys, I didn't know I was the only, it was me and one other dude in my weight class. And the dude who was in my weight class was 10 pounds heavier than me. And he ended up totaling like somewhere in the 1600s. And so I knew he was going to win off the rip because I've seen him in the gym before. He was by far stronger than me. And he's been doing this a little longer. So, But I didn't know there wasn't anybody else in my weight class. So when they called my name up for second place of my, the second place medal for my weight class, you know, I was like, oh, cool. You know, this is just extra stuff for me, um, and I was, I was happy, like, I was just, I was like, all right, and I, I got my medal, 
and I was talking to the guy who beat me. I was like, honestly, he told me, he's like, honestly, he's like, I, he's like, I'm 26 years old. He's like, you're 21, about to be 22. He's like, when I was your age, I was barely getting past a thousand pounds on a total. He's like, you keep going and you're going to go somewhere. And so I, I started talking to him about And he's like, you've already got more knowledge about this than me. How you aren't stronger than me already is, he's like, he's like, you just, he's like, you honestly need to get, get out of the army and just focus on weightlifting. He's like, cause you'll go places. And, you know. I was talking to him. He's like, in all honesty, he's like, if you would have been able to drop down to, he's like, you were one in 11 kilos. So, or you're 111 kilos. He's like, if you could have dropped, like, he's like, if you could have dropped six kilos, he's like, you would have taken the 105 kilogram weight class and you would have placed first and I was like yeah I was like but I can't I told him I was like I came in with my own goal I hit my own goal and I can't ask for any more than that anything that comes my way after that me hitting that goal is just you know extra stuff and he's like well he's like you know keep keep digging so so I was I was happy, you know, and I was excited. And I came home. I was tired. We were all tired. Um and I kind of just chilled out the rest of the night and went to bed. But I'm not going to say, you know, hard work will get you there. Like that's what happened. I'm not going to sit here and tell you my hard work got me there. Because I didn't work that hard for it. Um, and I'll, I'll sit here and say that. I, I can I can attest to that. That's me being honest with you guys. I did not work hard for that. <laughs> and that's honestly the more... That upsets me most. Like, it kind of stains... It kind of stains everything that happened to me is... I didn't have to work hard for it, you know. And there are guys that are out there that have probably worked harder for that meet that didn't get a medal. And that's one of those things where I look back and I'm like, damn. But I'll say this. I'll say this. I feel like there are other things that have attested and factored into what I had to do to get to this point. Because, yeah, I might have not worked hard for it over the past four months, but I have definitely been working hard for it for the past three years. So, I'll say that. Um, With all the setbacks that I've had and I'm I'm proud of myself you know and but it's also one of those things where I look back at it and it's like okay that that was your diagnostic 
um, there's more work to be done. So, you know, I'm, what my goals are now is I, I want to cut down to the 120, 120 weight and compete in the 120 weight and get stronger as well. Um, and I'm really shooting for a 1600 total. And I think I can put, I know I can at least get into 1500 before I leave Europe. So, um, and just really build my knowledge base, um, a little bit more on not only the sport, but coaching the sport. So, but other than that, like everything went very well for me. Um, it went better than what I thought it was going to go. So that's a win for me. Um, so I ended up hitting my highest lift on each was a 490 squat, a 319 bench, and a 429 deadlift with a total of 1,338 pounds. So, um, now it's just about putting in more work, putting in more work and getting better and making this weight cut, but I, I really appreciate you guys, um, tuning in and listening. Um, that's what we're going to talk about next, um. Earlier this week, I got a diagnostic from the app that I use. I use the Anchor app, and it branches off into Spotify, so those of you who use Spotify can listen, but I use Anchor, the Anchor app, and it went over the, I think I've been doing this for like four months now, it went over 2021, you know, your wrap-up of what 2021 was like. And my my most viewed episode is How Not to Quit. And honestly, there's, I think, seven, listen, seven listens on that one. Um, and that's the one I think if I could choose which one stays and which one goes... That one is the most important one for any strength athlete to know, to listen to, because that will give you so much insight on what it, what you need to, what you need to have in your mental toolbox if you're going to be a strength athlete, no matter if it's, you know, football, basketball, boxing, fighting powerlifting whatever it might be it that is what you need to listen to because a lot of people will go so far before quitting and I think that it I think that you guys like I think that a lot of people out there throw the towel in way too much when you know and I feel like I feel like uh, with the people that they're surrounded by, 
they don't get too much praise they don't get enough support and that really is why they quit and the episode kind of addresses that you need to stop relying on other outside outside uh outside perspectives and outside support systems because if you get rid of those then who are you who are you doing what are you doing this for you know if what kind of support are you competing for your your own support you provide your own support you will be one of the most successful athletes in the world is that external support important does it not does it play a part absolutely it does but if you're not getting it then stop hanging on stop hanging on and trying to reach out for it when it's not coming to you naturally you know um because if you do you're just going to get discouraged and discouragement is one of the best motivators for quitting so but anyway if you're listening to this and haven't listened to the how not to quit um episode please go give it a listen um it's very beneficial but back to what i was talking about the analytics and the wrap up of my four month stint of doing these podcasts first and foremost i just want to thank y'all for everything um i've said it before i know there's not a lot of ways for you guys to reach out to me and ask me questions and i'm i'm not in a place where i can figure that out right now but in the coming future hopefully in at the very most up to a year i would like to figure out a system figure out a way to where I can get you guys involved with the podcasts, especially if I live stream them. So it all starts with you hitting that follow, that follow or subscribe button. Um, you do that and you'll get notified when I start doing that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to do that because I would like some of your guys' input. I'd like some of your guys' questions and I really think it would help not only build the channel but it would help build build up um, my repertoire of being able to help strength athletes with answering their questions. So... Um, and it's going to help you guys, especially if I can point you in the right direction, wherever it is you guys need to go with whatever questions you guys have. Um, but right now I have a total of 39 plays and an estimated audience of two. Hey, (laughs) as long as some people are listening, that's all that matters. Um, and I'm very humble and I'm very, like, I'm humbled to that. Like, it's amazing. And I hope that those few stragglers that I pull in to give me 
one listen, you know, on one of my episodes. I really hope that, you know, they listen to the episode and they they receive whatever it is that they're trying to um, learn. Or whatever knowledge they're trying to gain, they gain it from whatever episode they listen to. So, anyway, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. I just wanted to give this progress report on, you know, the lifting competition. I wanted to let you guys know, you know, what was done well, what wasn't done well, what kind of problems and setbacks I faced even at the very last minute and how I kind of overcame them and you know what my intentions are moving forward so um I'm gonna try to get back to posting once a week if not maybe twice three times a week um routinely and keep giving you guys a little bit of insight on my progress while while experimenting on myself with what I need to work on kind of giving you what works and what doesn't work um with with going through what I need to go through um so anyways thank you for tuning in Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the listens. Thank you to my guys that come in and listen to almost every episode. I appreciate it. Um, And as always, I'm Austin Antrop. You guys. Live strong, get strong, and keep grinding. Have a good one.